Welcome to the Words That Minister Grace podcast. In this podcast, we read excerpts from books that the host finds edifying. Expect to hear from authors such as Matthew Henry, John Calvin, and J.C. Ryle. We take our name from Ephesians 4.29, where Paul exhorts us that our speech should build up each other, or as the King James says, minister grace. I am your host, the fake King Hesse. In this episode... We continue our reading of Calvin's Institutes, Book 2, Chapter 8. We'll be reading Section 21, where Calvin wraps up his discussion on I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. 21. On the other hand, there is a promise of mercy to thousands, a promise which is frequently mentioned in Scripture and forms an article in the solemn covenant made with the church. I will be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Genesis 17.7 With reference to this, Solemn says, The just man walketh in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. Proverbs 27 not only in consequence of a religious education, though this certainly is by no means unimportant, but in consequence of the blessing promise in the covenant, viz. that the divine favor will dwell forever in the families of the righteous. Herein is excellent consolation to believers, and great ground of terror to the wicked. For if, after death, the mere remembrance of righteousness and iniquity have such an influence on the divine procedure, that his blessing rests on the posterity of the righteous and his curse on the posterity of the wicked, much more must it rest on the heads of the individuals themselves. Notwithstanding of this, however, the offspring of the wicked sometimes amends, while that of the believers degenerates, because the Almighty has not here laid down an inflexible rule which might derogate from his free election. For the consolation of the righteous and the dismay of the sinner. It is enough that the threatening itself is not vain or nugatory, although it does not always take effect. For, as the temporal punishments inflicted on a few of the wicked are proofs of the divine wrath against sin, and of the future judgment that will ultimately overtake all sinners, though many escape with impunity even to the end of their lives, so when the Lord gives one example of blessing a son for his father's sake by visiting him in mercy and kindness, it is a proof of constant and unfailing favor to his worshipers. On the other hand, when in any single instance he visits the iniquity of the father on the son, he gives intimation of the judgment which awaits all the reprobate for their own iniquities. The uncertainty of this is the principal thing here taught. Moreover, the Lord, as it were by the way, commends the riches of his mercy by extending it to thousands, while he limits his vengeance to four generations. Thanks for listening. In the show notes, you can find contact information and a link to the text from today. Remember to heed Paul when he says in Ephesians 4.29 to Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers.